Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet America. Right now, they're running a promotion where they're offering new players a risk-free bet up to $1,000. All you've got to do is register for a Bet America account and opt into the promotion. From there, place a bet, and the first settled bet loses bet america will reward players bonus funds in the amount of the losing bet up to one thousand dollars eligibility and restrictions apply see the website for details today you're going to get a solo episode from me and i'm going to be bringing the fire yeah give it to me now give it to me now give it to me now i have to start with the bad beat of the century in the cardinals 49ers matchup the Cardinals were up 16-0 to start, including having a lead as a 10-point dog with less than a minute to go. If you've been on sports for long enough, you've seen just about everything. Earlier this season, I thought the Northwestern bad beat versus Stanford was terrible, but this took the cake. I'm still not convinced the Cardinals, Cardinals lineman didn't recover the ball and was down before he chucked it 20 yards back into the end zone. Nonetheless, what lessons can we learn from this? Number one, shop for the best number, because I didn't. I had the Cardinals on a teaser at plus 17 and a half, but after the Steelers lost on Thursday night football and the teaser got blown up, I went back to the well on the Cardinals on Friday, but the line went from an 11 and a half down to 10, and that 10 is where I got my push. Sure, you can shop lines from different books, but I think the most applicable advice is to shop the number when the timing is the best. I know not everyone has accounts at five different books. The other lesson, it's never over until the clock hits zero, and in my brain, I'm always just calculating because you see there and you're like, all right, well, if they score a touchdown here, there's still the opportunity for something like that to happen because we saw it in the Northwestern game. We saw it actually in Ohio State Northwestern years before. So there's always that sweating factor. And until that clock hits zero, the bet is not finalized. And with this bad beat, I want to take you down a trip on memory lane to when I was just a little lowercase g. Back in 2002, there was a website called Hot or Not that was all the rage. They'd show a picture of a dude or a chick, and you'd rate them on how hot they were physically, their attractiveness. It was pretty simple. I've always loved sports and had entrepreneurial blood in me. So when I graduated from college at Miami of Ohio, I decided to create a website called RateMyGamblingStory.com, and the premise was very similar. Instead of rating people on their looks, we'd rate sports bettors on their gambling stories because anyone who has bet on sports can tell you the most excruciating bad beats or incredible backdoor covers. The site would aggregate the best ones and then the community would rate them. I'm sad to say that RateMyGamblingStory.com didn't take off because among other reasons, I was a broke 22-year-old kid whose marketing budget consisted of printing out RateMyGamblingStory.com on pieces of paper and taping it to the back windows of my Toyota Camry as I went to my job at a Fifth Third Bank call center selling home equity loans. Nonetheless, 
I still believe in the premise of RateMyGamblingStory.com as we all have stories to tell. So with that in mind, I want to hear from you. Do you have a good gambling story to share? If so, send over a video on Twitter and let me know about it, at Rob Cressy. Then we'll get the Sharp 600 community to rate it. And the reason I want you to do it as a video is it'll be a little bit harder to condense a story into just a tweet, and I don't want an entire story of tweets. So just step up, create a video, and send it over to me. Great cash, homie. Let's take a look at what the NFL market did over the weekend. Favorites went 9-4-1 against the spread, 12-2 straight up. Road teams went 8-4-1 against the spread, and they continue to hit almost 57% on the year. This, without a doubt, is the number one narrative of the betting season. Underdogs are still hitting 55% on the year. I'm going to continue to be dog-heavy because that's how I get down. Getting comfortable being uncomfortable isn't a one-week thing. It's a lifestyle. All right, you guys, let's listen up. Before we get to the good, bad, and ugly, from our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's SHARP25 for 25% off any product. The ceiling is the roof. Let's take a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly from the past weekend. The good. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Big Mick goes to six and two on the season. It was relatively easy aside from one game, Vikings versus Broncos. The Vikings were down 20 to nothing at the half. And in instances like this, you just wonder, how in the hell is this happening right now? The thing is, it's happening far too often, especially in the NFL, which is highly variable, not as much in college. We're seeing swings from week to week on home teams versus road teams covering. And while over the course of the season, one trend may play out like we're seeing right now with road teams, this doesn't help you when you, when you pick the wrong week to be on favorites and they get crushed. One of the biggest things that I've learned this year is playing money lines. The relationship is different as it gives you a unique perspective. What seems like an automatic lock is anything but. As these lines get tighter and tighter, I continue to just be happy with a win. Rinse and repeat. That's why I continue to recommend adding money lines to your card as it'll make you a more well-rounded sports better. And with that in mind, Let's get to my Big Mick bet of the week. I see they got the Big Mac. I got the Big Mick. We've got a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven team money line parlay. A $10 bet wins $11.68. And I'm staying all in college this week because of the variability we've seen in the NFL. All right, we're starting off. Georgia minus 535. At home, taking on AM. No way Georgia's losing that. Oklahoma my, minus 885 at home, taking on TCU. Oklahoma's been a little bit shaky the last few weeks. I feel a little uncomfortable about them, but nonetheless, uh, I still think they will win. Up next, Wisconsin minus 1830 at home, taking on Purdue. They are going to run the crap out of the ball in that game. Iowa State minus 1700 at home, taking on Kansas. 
I continue to like Iowa State as a team in general, despite what their record looks. We've got Utah on the road, minus 1375, taking on Arizona. Once again, I'm going to continue to go to the well with Utah. I believe in them as a good team. We got Notre Dame, minus 1040, at home, taking on Boston College. Hopefully they do not make us sweat like the last time we had them in a game in which they had to pull out a victory in the final seconds. Lastly, Washington State, minus 400, taking on Oregon State. This is probably my biggest hesitation of any of the games because nothing would surprise me with Wazoo, but I do believe that they are better than Oregon State. And as always, I would love to hear from you on your big mix, bet of the weeks. Uh, we're seeing a lot more of them coming in on Twitter. I love sharing them and seeing the success that all of you have. Woo! All right, up next, we got pick a loser goes to 3-0-1 as we cleaned up betting against the Redskins, who were such an easy selection with Dwayne Haskins under center. Right now, we've got a lot of teams with bad or highly variable quarterbacks. It's not likely that we're going to get a ton of opportunities to bet against them as favorites. However, when we do, you need to pounce. So here's a look at who the worst quarterbacks are this week that are favored. You got Mason Rudolph as a touchdown favorite on the road. Uh, and if you've watched anything of the Steelers the last few weeks, their offense is terrible and they're dinged up everywhere. Whoever the Bears quarterback is, is currently a six-point favorite at home. The surprisingly okay Jeff Driscoll is a three-and-a-half-point road favorite for the Lions. And Ryan Tannehill is a three-point home favorite. So we've got a lot of good options to bet against bad quarterbacks who are favorites. I'll be talking more about my pick in the episode that will be dropping on Thursday. And lastly, for the good, shout-out to Rutgers for covering as a 52-and-a-half-point home dog versus Ohio State. I was at a wedding in Scottsdale when the game was going on. I'm ushering down, I'm ushering people down the aisle while refreshing the feed to see if Rutgers hung on. Oh, the life of a sports better. You're excited. Feel these nipples. And now for the bad and the ugly. You pooped in the refrigerator. The Steelers looked atrocious versus the Browns as they didn't cover the spread or the six-point teaser that I had them on. The game was one of those, when you looked at the line, it seemed too good to be true. Why would the Browns be favored? In instances like this, take note. When something seems too obvious, do a double take. See if you can uncover what you might be overlooking. A simple exercise would be, ask yourself, how would the Browns minus two and a half cover? Maserati, Mitch, and the Bears didn't cover the seven-point spread. This game was ripe for the taking. I'll be jamming more about the Bears in a minute. The over in the Northwestern versus UMass game didn't hit, but it wasn't without drama. UMass had the ball in the 30 with less than a minute to go. A TD hits the over. They get the ball all the way down to the six-yard line, only to let the time expire. Even though they lost the bet, I had an absolute blast following it, and I'm really being attracted to these really gross games because for some reason, the narrative is just so much more ripe, I guess you can say. Moving on, the Texans got destroyed. That was a ticket that was a loser pretty much immediately. 
I still don't trust the Texans and will be betting against them if they make the playoffs. And lastly, Missouri was also a loss. Their offense did nothing all day. No more. No, not tonight. At McDowell's, they sell the Big Mick. But guess what else they sell? Nuggets. So I'm going to give you a six-piece nugget of NFL goodness. And let's start with number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They seem so sexy and friskier than the results indicate. All because of one win early in the season against the Rams, which looking back on it now, isn't as good as it was. The Buccaneers are an NFL worst two and eight against the spread, and they haven't covered in their last six. Jameis Winston is the most highly variable quarterback. Oh, he has so much potential. He's thrown for 300 yards in five straight games. Yeah, but here's the thing. The Buccaneers lead the NFL with 25 giveaways and are often playing from behind, so those yards are all garbage. And one more thing of note. The Bucs have went over on their total in eight straight. Nugget number two. One team where perception is down on them is the Buffalo Bills. Most people think they're fool's gold because they haven't played anyone. But here's the thing. The Bills are 7-3 and three straight up in 6-3-1 and one against the spread. I don't care who they're playing. Those are good numbers. The Bills are also plus 41 point differential on the season, which is fourth best in the AFC. Their point differential is better than the Seahawks and the Saints. Nugget number three. Speaking of the Saints, this week they're taking on a fighting for their life Panthers team. The Saints are nine and a half point home favorites. At first glance, I wanted to take the Panthers. Then I did a deeper dive. Do you realize that the Saints are seven and three against the spread on the season and have covered seven of their last eight? They've also turned the ball over the fewest times this season, only six. That's the same amount that the Panthers have turned the ball over in the last two games. The Panthers are coming into this game sputtering, having lost two straight and three of four, with the offense scoring just a combined 32 points in those losses. Number four, the Oakland Raiders. Everybody's sexy six and four darling. But guess what? They are minus 25 point differential on the season, the same amount as the three and seven Broncos. The Raiders are also 29th in DVOA on defense. What's this telling me? I am going to be a seller on the Oakland Raiders for the rest of the season. And speaking of DVOA, the Chicago Bears are fifth in DVOA. They are also fifth worst in the NFL at scoring just under 17 points per game. But here's the thing. Their point differential on the season is just minus five. I know, I know they just lost and didn't cover versus the Rams, and this may sound crazy, but I'm not giving up on the Bears as a potential betting option. Their kicker missed two field goals, and it's not possible for their offense to get worse. It can only go up from here, I hope. And nugget number six, you know what's a bit curious? The San Francisco 49ers. Despite being 9-1 and one and having a plus 140 point differential and scoring the second most, second most points per game 
at just under 30, they're just 5-4-1 and one against the spread on the season. That seems a bit odd. They needed a touchdown in the final minute to beat the Cardinals at home, and they lost to the Seahawks at home. And this week they take on a Packers team coming off a bye who is and 7-3 against the spread. Put me in the camp of fading the 49ers more than I'll be on them the rest of the season. They got the golden arches. Mine is the golden arcs. And lastly, I want to hear from you on what this week's community bet should be. I think there are two great options. We got LSU minus 44 taking on Arkansas, which is the largest SEC conference spread since 1980. And this dovetails from last week's Rutgers-Ohio State game, which was the same instance except for the Big Ten. The other would be the biggest game of the week, Ohio State-Penn State. This is a game that we'll all be watching anyways. I've got the poll up on Twitter, so let me know what you would like as the community bet. And as always, I would love to hear from you about everything I jammed about on this episode. What's on your card? What's on your mindset? Are there teams that you're fading? You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy, and make sure to use hashtag Sharp600 and be part of our community. Also, make sure to tag at covers. And one thing I say it every single week, it helps so much. If you like this show, to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. That way we can get more people in the sports betting community for the Sharp 600. Because when you give us a shout out, we will show you love on the show. Also, make sure to check into Bet America for the $1,000 risk-free bet. And remember, if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management.